Could you bow your heads in prayer? Father, we thank You that we can gather here at Your feet. That we can listen and hear and grow. Help us, Lord, as a congregation, as families, as couples, as friends, to grow in our life together in You. In Your name we pray. Amen. Now, I started this series about six weeks ago, and at the time, I made note of one great truth. We live in a time of great division. And in that first sermon, I, I kind of listed some of them. You know, the, the political divisions, Republican versus Democrat, left versus right. Some of the generation differences, old versus young, millennial versus baby boomer, race against race. The pandemic divisions, mask or no vax, vaccine or no vaccine. And if you've been watching the news lately, this last week with Afghanistan, the list has just gotten longer, not shorter. The reason I've been talking to you is not so much because of what's out there, and it's not because anything specific is happening here but because you and I have the same issues that cause division out there. Pride, stubbornness, selfishness, self-pity, sin. And so the potential for division, for us getting angry with one another, for members of the same congregation getting frustrated or hurt by one another, the, the potential that we'll get crossways from one another, it is very strong. You can't have a group of people together for any length of time without those things rearing their head. can't have a marriage of two sinful people without those two people getting crossways with one another at least once in a while. Well, that's why we've been walking our way through St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians these last few weeks. Asking how better to do life together. Well, today, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul gives us what is a major insight and may be hard for us to hear. He says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, if you want to understand that verse, you've got to understand what the word submit means. And the first thing you need to know is it's a military term, okay, in, in the Greek. It means literally to draw up an order of battle. And what it refers to is that in the army, there are, there are divisions into various units, and within those units, there are various responsibilities, and there are commanders, and there are soldiers, there are units that are infantry, some that are logistics, some that are tank divisions, and on, each having, having their own role to play, their own place in the order of battle. 
And so to submit means to place you yourself under the command of those who are over you. To take your assigned role in the order of battle. Now apply that to our life together in Christ. To our congregation. To our life in this community. To our families. Like Paul does in the verses that follow. To our marriages. To our jobs. For a Christian, in those contexts, to submit means to willingly... Notice that, willingly, not somebody makes you, but willingly take our place in God's order. Now that place can look different for each of us depending on what role and what place we're in, whether it's in church or at home, at work, in the community, with our friends. All depends on what roles God has, and I'm using this word purposely, shaped you for. All depends. In each role, the act of submitting is giving ourselves to one another in our roles for the sake of the other. For the sake of life together. And let me tell you, doing this is the difference between being a me and a we. Between living as individuals each doing our own thing, or living as a family. The difference between being an audience that just watches or a congregation active in God's work. It's not easy. In fact, I would tell you that the very nature of sin is that we don't want to do it. We want to draw up our own order of battle. We'd rather tell God where we want to be in the line than have even Him tell us or anyone else. And there's a reason for that. There are things about submitting that you and I don't like. We don't want to be told what we should be doing. We don't want to be taken for granted. Don't want to be humiliated. None of us wants to be the person that gets all the dirty jobs that no one else wants to do. We don't want to be treated like slaves. We we don't want to feel like we have no control, like everyone else has more say over our life than we have over our own. We all think Two very contradictory things. We all think we deserve better than that and that we're smarter than that. And at the same time, we all worry that maybe we do deserve that and that we're not as smart as we think. And the act of submitting will expose that. People will see us. We don't want them to see us. So do we do. We act just like the disciples did that night when Jesus was betrayed. They were so afraid 
to submit themselves to one another. They were so afraid to be humiliated that they just sat there waiting, hoping someone else would do the servant's job. That someone else would wash everybody's feet. And someone else did. Someone else did get up from the table. Someone else did gird himself about with a towel. Someone else did take a basin full of water. Someone else knelt down to wash their feet. Someone else submitted himself to the other. Jesus did. Jesus did. And that means something for you and me. See, the way of submission is the way of life together for us because it was the way of His life. Right? Paul tells us, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Out of respect, in other words, for what Christ did for you. Because that's what He did, right? He did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but He emptied Himself, taking the very nature of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Now, I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't humiliate himself, he humbled himself. There's a difference. He didn't, he laid aside his rights as God, but he didn't stop being God. He didn't shirk the role that the Father had given. We heard it, if you were listening carefully to the, uh, in, the, in today's Gospel reading, if you weren't, go back and read it. He lived that role all the way to the end. Listen to what he said to the, to the disciples in the upper room. You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Jesus was showing us how to do life differently. How to do life that's not all about me or what I want. He was in fact making that life possible. He humbled himself because you and I wouldn't and couldn't. He, on the cross, paid the price Right? For our failure to serve. Because we couldn't afford it. We were powerless over sin and death, so He conquered them. 
He rose again. And now He takes us and He gathers us into His family. He comes to you and me in a a baptismal font and He washes us clean and He adopts us as His own brothers and sisters, as His Father's children. And He still stoops to service. I don't know if you realize that, but every time you come to this table... The waiter who waits on you is not a pastor or a lay minister. The waiter who waits on you is Jesus. And He is in this feast both host and meal. And He gives Himself to you, His body and blood in the bread and wine for the forgiveness of your sins. He submits Himself so that we can be a congregation, not an audience. A family, not a collection of individuals. Churches, marriages, families, neighbors, friends, doing life together the way He did it. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now how how is it that the King of Kings, the Creator of all that exists, could do that? Well, John actually tells us in the 13th chapter before Jesus washes feet, he says, knowing, this is Jesus, knowing that he had come from God and was going back to God, Jesus got up from the table. Knowing that he was in his Father's hands, that he was fine no matter what happened. He got up and he washed their feet, and later that night he prayed, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He knew he was in his Father's hands. So he was free to go to the cross. That's what makes submission possible. Putting yourself into God's hands and doing life together. Folks, doing life together is not humiliating. It's humbling. Because it means accepting the fact that God is God and you and I aren't. And that that's a good thing. So folks, this is not a life with you or me in control. This is not a life with you or me in the driver's seat. This is a life with God in the driver's seat and us in the passenger's seat going where He takes us. Trusting Him. Knowing that ours is a King who works all things together for the good of those who love Him. And knowing that fact, we're free to love the way He loved us, free to serve the way He served us, free to wash the feet of others, just as He washed ours. Now, I want want you to hear this next statement. This life is not about blind obedience to some boss or pastor or spouse. It's about faithful obedience to your God and Savior. 
When God calls you to submit, He's calling you, whether it's in church or in your marriage or wherever, He's calling you to submit to Him. And at times that means telling those in your life who maybe are partners or are over you in something that, hey, this isn't right. I'm not going to do it. It's not what God wants. Or, hey, I don't think this is the right way to go. doesn't mean just saying yes because they said that's the way it should be. I want you to think of the human body. I want you to think of your finger. By itself, a finger is just a piece of dead flesh. It's only attached to the body. Relying on all the other parts of the body, the heart, the mind, the, 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 your feet, your eyes. It's only attached to the body that a finger is then free to actually be a finger and do the things that it was intended and shaped to do. To touch. And to feel. And to point. And pick up. And hold. Folks, apart from the body, you and I can never be what God has shaped us to be. And so God in Jesus Christ has grafted us into His body. He's made us a part of the church because it's attached to each other. It's working together as part of the body. It's relying on each other that then you and I are able to be the hand or the finger or the eyes or the ears that God has shaped us to be. It's together submitting to one another and working with one another that we are then able to serve Him and love others the way He has loved us. And the key to it all Submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen? Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and the life that is everlasting. Amen.